Wonder Wonder Vision, a Wonder Vision, Wonder Wonder Vision. Dun, dun, dun. There you go, I don't know. Chuckle Vision, Wonder Vision, who knows? Anyway, here we are today, of all days, um, a Monday, in fact, talking about the TV show Wonder Vision, um, which is, as you may think yourself, as confusing as Long Division. Uh, yes, why do these jokes sound pre prepared, you might ask? Well, we've already recorded them prior to this, but. Um, the, the the whole recording was lost and went wrong. I promise you, the other guy who talks on the podcast and is currently here laughed profusely. Uh, maybe we'll be able to get you a few sound bites from that for the end, just to prove that someone found those jokes funny. Anyway, previously on our discussion of WandaVision, um, we basically just said, "Oh, the end shot was really good, wasn't it?" When that like it was like, did a we mad... say that? I said that. Yeah, well, it, there's like an airplane shot, and it like zooms across the um this is in like the final whatever it's called post credit sequence it zooms across the water and then it goes inside the house I literally oh yeah we just we that. just spoiled the uh the, the post credit scene of the last episode in the first two minutes didn't we that's what we oh yeah that's what we did because which is obviously be the best way to start any review yeah yeah, yeah 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 it's it's a marvel that people still listen to us um i'll let you into a little secret they don't yeah <laughs> Hey, we're doing very well in uh, Kentucky. Um, <laughs> fried chicken. So, is that meant to be a reference to the end? The, the reference we're about to make at the end of the the podcast. Yeah, that is. I mean, that's well. See, I, I bet you're glad stick around to hear the recording. Now. This guy wanted to quit. This guy was like trying to get out of the simulation. I, well, I, only because I, I just spent four minutes ranting about Marvel's approach to relationships. Yeah. And it just turned out that you died on me. I feel like Marvel didn't want to hear you. So Maybe not. No, this is Disney's <laughs> ploy to silence me. It's true. Google's My recap. Mickey My re the Mouse is this thing. Oh, you're, you're going to recap now. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to attempt to recap. Basically, uh, it's this is an extremely strange show. Did we say this is about One Division? You did. You did tell. You did. Because you, you, you redid your joke about is, Long Division. Yeah, uh, this is a, a strange show. <laughs> this is the most surreal thing we've ever done. Yeah, it's, and it's this is really like, horrible. I'm glad we did this. I feel disgusting. I now, I, now, I now feel like this is one of those moments between us, like, you know, in the show <laughs> where, where they look at each other and, and Vision's like, isn't that weird? You know, and then This is why I could never be an actor. Because if the yeah, director would come just, up to I me and say, can we I'm try lying. that again? I'd be like, yeah. what do you mean try it again? Yeah. <laughs> I just did it. <laughs> Give me my paycheck and let me yeah. go. You, you'd only work with Clint Eastwood, wouldn't you? Because he only does one take. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't yeah. be able to work with George Lucas. He'd be like, oh, I didn't no. like it. Or why didn't you like it? I just didn't like it. But why? Yeah. Like, oh, it's not what I want from it. What do you want from it? Well, I just want it to be better. Oh, how do you well, want so it to be better? It's, it's fine. Oh, it's fine, I just George. want it to be cool. Yeah. <laughs> Explain fine, yourself. You, you can cut together like four different um, four different shots and put them all together uh, to show them leaving the booth. Yeah, and take only like 20% of John Williams' music and put the rest of it in the fucking bin. Yeah, well, I'm not complaining. I think he did a really good job. And I think your complaint about John Williams there is kind of misunderstanding the point of music in Star Wars. Anyway, <sighs> right. Anyway, I was saying... Star Wars mythology apart. No, I want to say that oh, we fine. said this was an indie, a start to the, what we're hoping is going to be the indie phase of Marvel. We thought the end of this episode, uh, as in like the very end credit sequence, the way she was um, sitting, was setting up um, 
you said it reminds you of Doctor Strange and the way that it's going to be. She's going to be in Doctor Strange. She is. Yeah, uh, yeah. Fact. We're saying we we don't know if there'll be another series, but we think she'll be in Doctor Strange. Yeah, it's quite odd there being an American show based on a big production company that's definitely going to be a limited series. That is it's nice. That no, is, no, it is nice. I, I tell you what, I really, really want every series they've announced to only be one series. Because I like the I idea totally of all these things yeah, yeah. just being one long movie. Well, I suspect that is what they're going to do. I, I hope, cough, cause... cough with their budget, cough, cough. <laughs> think that th- I think that Marvel will be better like this. Because comics are long form. Yeah, that's true. This is the thing. I genuinely think that this stuff is going to be better. Well, the best thing about WandaVision from an initial standpoint is the fact that it is clear that Marvel are happy to take risks again. Or happy to try and... Now that they have the security of their first three phases. Literally, if Marvel came to my house and said, we need a sample of your urine, I'd say, because you made WandaVision, sure. Okay. I hope they're not listening, because they may well take you up on that. It'd be Um, interesting. It'd be very interesting if they did. Why the hell would they do that? I don't know. People do think. This maybe, wasn't. We didn't maybe, discuss this before. Maybe that, this that isn't is, part of the recap. <laughs> maybe what are that you doing? Of them showing up at my house is like you know the words they used to trigger Winter Soldier. You know, truck, cherry cake, um, froobs. You know, disgust. Oh. <laughs> Hydra's got me. <laughs> anyway, right. Uh, okay. Right. Um, so. Um, <laughs> the other things we talked about were this being kind of like a it's, it's nice because it looks like they're trying to do a female centric beginning to uh, Phase 4 oh. with this and Black Widow there you go we don't have to talk about that anymore we've covered well that. no we do well we sort of do okay, I, go on. It, this leads into the, the point that I started rambling about when you when you left um, okay which is alright I, I think I think we've covered most things go yeah fuck it's it fine. it's fine yeah well, we, it's, it's, this is accidentally the start of Phase Four, and that's kind of weird, but I kind of like it. I like um, it. I like it. It's I a like fun. It. It's a fun fact that this really weird, obscure TV show that a lot of my friends who have been massive Marvel fans have literally seen the cover and trailer of and gone, "Nah, fuck this, I'm out," uh, which is odd. And I, I wonder. I mean, I wonder. <laughs> I wonder. <laughs> Sorry, I wonder whether <laughs> your puns have been really good. Mine have been shit. See, you um, said they were good. You don't even have to hear the sound bites now. Yeah, that's all you need to know. You need to hear my review of your puns off air. Anyway, yeah, he definitely gave them a seven. I did ish. Yeah. Um, they're a high six. Anyway, um, so my I have I have a weird feeling towards how, even though I'm glad they're going more female centric. Marvel historically has had a bit of a weird relationship with female characters, especially in terms of romances. Because Wonder in before Infinity War, I honestly could not have told you that they were setting up a romantic connection between her and Vision. Like Vision ha sorry, Vision I was supposed to say Vision has a romantic moment with uh, Steve Rogers. He doesn't. That would be funny. <laughs> that would I don't even know how that would work. Um don't how would, time for a nightcap. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> No, so Wanda has like a sort of an implied kind of sort of connection with Steve in Civil War as and as well as a sort of kind of maybe thing with Hawkeye a bit. That's slightly platonic though, to be fair. Well, this is what Marvel's saying, you know, is that women are just, you know, people for anyone to like. Well, look, I just think, I don't think Marvel pay much. I mean, Disney, uh, this is indicative of most Disney products in this case. They don't really have a lot, lot of forethought for those sort of character points. Yeah. Um, I mean, well, the I same thing happens with Black Widow. Yeah, Black Widow, at any one time, people have speculated that she's in a romantic relationship with Hawkeye, with Iron Man, with Captain America, and with the Hulk. 
Okay, right. The only so one she hasn't she de- no, been she around with is was in a relationship Thor. with the Hulk. That was a thing. Yeah, that was a, yeah, that was Hulk a thing. Was which, which yeah, but then kind of got ditched. Yeah, yeah, well, no, it didn't. Re- it did get ditched, but obviously it made Hulk throw a chair. You know, uh, eventually when he threw that that bench in an Endgame. Yeah, I mean they were all pissed off. It, it was it was as a fan theory, obviously, it's significant because he feels that he got benched by her. <laughs> so his final move. Uh, in retaliation to her dumping him, is to throw a bench in a in a in a grand wet pit of water. That's the worst high. analysis I've ever heard. Well, you know, <laughs> you, you didn't hear it here first. Anyway, my point family. was, the relationship between Wanda and Vision, I thought, was slightly overly assumed before like Infinity War. But I'm glad that between Infinity War and this in particular, they have actually done a really good job of selling that relationship. If a little yeah. bit later. There, there, are, it... there are definitely two two other, three other relationships I can think of in Marvel, though. Uh-huh. So Star-Lord and Gamora. Well, that's a, well, that's another one that's... Uh, that, to be fair, that's the one that's done best, I think, because it's, because it's only actually implicitly... It's only ever implicitly romantic. It's only... Um, like affirmed as being that in Infinity War, weirdly, like they don't just rush instantly; they fall in love in the first time they know each other. Yeah, it's one yeah, of the nice yeah. things, and they're still both really, you know, damaged people who need to sort out their own problems. And what both about... the Guardians films do a good job of showing them trying to grow. But then you've also got Pepper Potts and Tony. Yeah, sure, but I mean, again, that's another one where they're... and Ant Man and the Wasp. Yeah, they might as well not be in a relationship, though. I feel like that's just there for the sake of that being a film trope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he also sort of loves his wife. Yeah, well, to be honest, I always (laughs) forget he's meant... Like, you know, in... um... Again, that, weirdly, even though that Man in the Wasp is, like, hardly the best Marvel film, it actually is a really nice depiction of, like, a broken family still functioning. Yeah, uh, because he gets on by the end really well with his yeah with, with his wife's um, new husband, husband. Or whatever. Yeah, 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 with, with uh, Paxton or whatever his name is. But yeah, um... yeah, yeah, that's really I, I love that. Also, um, now that we're talking about this wasp and wasp's relationship with Ant Man for some reason, um, it actually <laughs> yeah. has struck me in Endgame. It really doesn't feel like he misses her at all. <laughs> it, obviously he's concerned about his daughter but there's not much of a like oh I need to get you know my, my love back yeah this is what I don't maybe really think, I they, think ma- maybe they're just in it for the James Bond the James Bond sex I feel I mean not a, not appreciative of the <laughs> yeah I guess so I think yeah I, no no one's really expected to believe they're like in love or anything like that they act like partners in crime more than they do Husband and yeah. wife, for instance, which is fine. Yeah. My point is, Marvel has a slightly strained sort of depiction of relationships. It's kind of up and down. But if you, but I now think this is probably the strongest relationship in the MCU because of the. Show. Oh, by an absolute no, 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 by literally like the biggest Marvel ever. Yeah, they've done a super. Um, it's actually one of my. It's one of my favorite. Um, based on this series, it's one of my favorite on-screen relationships I've seen for a long time. I, I mean, that's a that's weirdly a tough list. It's but... the best. It's. It's the best aspect of this series, maybe. Maybe. It's probably the second best. It's probably the second best aspect of the series. The best aspect of the series is use of horror. Oh, okay. That, I didn't expect that. What do you mean? Which elements would you call horror? I love it. The reason not. So I really like. It's soft horror, yeah. don't get me wrong. Um, but uh, all of the, like, Forest of the Dead Doctor <laughs> Who bits. Where it's like, oh, this world you're not in it isn't real. It's like a TV. Oh, show. I see what you but mean. Like, yeah, yeah. Every time it happens, and sometimes I think uh, 
it might be episode six or episode five by that point like it got to the point where the entire episode i felt incredibly uncomfortable and like i was going to be sick i mean that very literally it made me feel physically yes. sick because it was so uncanny it became so uncanny i couldn't handle watching it um and the thing is like there's genius uses of uncanniness in uh one division the way they p- uh punish um agnes or agfa whatever her name is at the end is so mm. horrible but so uncannily shouldn't be horrible it's fascinating it's genuinely fascinating um that's brilliant uh, the biggest time this le- this leans into actual like horror horror where i actually put my legs up on my sofa um was when um they go back to the witch trial and she fights agnes there and all of the bodies wake back up and they just look really horrible yeah that, that was a that was a really visually interesting thing that came out of fucking nowhere oh i loved it um, yeah, yeah i mean look the last three episodes of this were messy um super messy i i would say that i'll get it on the table i think the first six episodes of this was seriously solid and based on that if they'd have kept up in my mind that level of um goodness i would be saying this was definitely my favorite mcu thing like definitely Blimey. only just over endgame really but, but it would be over that crikey yeah, okay. yeah i'm not quite i'm not quite at that um, like I, the first three episodes, I, I, I would, I would come out, come out saying I respect it equally because the thing is, Endgame is like you know a, a beautiful Endgame to the classical Hollywood style that they were doing whilst pushing the shared universe thing. Like, and, it, and Endgame is is perfect for what it is, apart from its use of Captain Marvel. I wouldn't criticize anything. In Endgame. Yeah, I mean, I feel, I feel like I can't really compare WandaVision to any of the MCU films that well, to be honest. So, I mean, I've, I've put it in my list. I've already put it in my list, so I'm, I'm going to let you know at the end where it ranks. That's tough. I, I can rank it alongside Marvel's other other TV shows like Jessica Jones and Daredevil, but that's a, oh, okay. that's a different a, a affair. I mean, they were, a, they were a confusing hodgepodge. No one really knew where they were canon-wise. But yeah, I agree. The, fir- the, the reason that the uh, the first like half, let's say... Is so strong, and I agree. Like, if that based on that bit alone, I agree that is some of the best MCU stuff. Um, yeah, it's because it's, it's highly, so so interesting. Well, the, because the presentation is extremely experimental. By yeah, having... it's very, and it's one of the most postmodern things I've ever seen. <laughs> it was like the Jedi Fallen Order of TV. Yeah, yeah exactly. But it's good because yeah, like you say, it had the very well, first time we saw. I saw the trailer. I'm not I can't remember if you saw the trailer or not, but it has you know the. No, uh, I avoid it. Well. You could tell right from the offset that it was going to have the uh, the natural born killers aesthetic of the uh, the old fifties TV show, but with a sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. nasty twist behind it. The f- those first two episodes, I won't be coy about it. They're both, I think, the two best episodes for me. I don't agree. The first one, I agree definitely. The second one. Oh like, really? Um, I'll say up front, the second one is definitely the best episode. It's hilarious. It's between the it's between one, the first two. Uh, I'd the, be happy. The, fir- the first one only suffers for me. Um, not from any objective problem, but just I can't say it's better than the second one because the first one just feels like it's doing a lot of like introductory groundwork, whereas the second one is running, is like absolutely running with the concept. Well, I feel like that, that the first one isn't. I like this show more when it is when it is actually committing to its experimentation and not trying to contrive oh, a strange plot yeah, around it. Well, which is um, what the problems arise later with um, Ag- when when Agnes comes in and it feels like we have well, a contrived, <laughs> underdeveloped villain. Well, she is the apex of it. We should build towards that because it is. Yeah, well, so... it, yeah. No, no, no. Sorry. Say, it all it all feels like um, that element of it was the oh no the our uh, the people who um, buy our stocks you know our, our investors uh, won't won't like this if it doesn't feel enough like it could be in phase two or something. Do I, you know one, I, mean? I do wonder. Yeah, it it does feel like. 
because I know that a, a lot of them, um, or at least I've read into it from interviews and statements people made before the release of the last episode, people saying, oh, don't expect much from it. It's not going to do the MCU thing where it like links everything together, etc." That's how I was viewing it, because I was happy to for it to be not great, and it would be fine yeah. by me, really. Well, well, it's not even that. I mean, I don't think it makes it not great if it doesn't stick to what the MCU does. I think the exact good thing about WandaVision is that it doesn't stick to what the MCU does. The most similar film to this is like Guardians of the Galaxy 2, really, just because that film feels genuinely unique and wacky. It doesn't feel like it adheres to any... This is what an MCU film is. It's just a film. Well, that and is true. Is on Wonder Vision until the last three parts is just its own thing, doing a great job, and I like that. Mm. I like that a lot. Um, if that is, and nothing should ever be held behind by brand values. If it was, then you know, think of the Radiohead albums we wouldn't have got. <laughs> you know, if that is true, that it is following a very similar pattern to Guardians Two, which I can definitely see, then. I, that that is a film that has a lot of people who are assertive that it is one of the le- least good MCU films. Yeah, I know, but it also has a lot of people who think it's one of the best. I mean, well, I, yeah, I hope that the people like my, some of my friends who didn't uh, can't like latch on to this in the early stages. Wonder Vision, that is. I hope that the mm. fact that this seems to have reviewed quite well on the whole might tempt them to you know be invited in. I imagine some of the most of the. Um, TV shows coming up now, especially the next one, Falcon and Winter Soldier, is very mm. much. I don't think they're going to be straying much from the norm of the typical, like, say, oh, very no. Phase Two style of. But I'm, but I'm hoping that that will be precise. I'm hoping for Winter Soldier too. Winter Soldier and Civil War style action scenes. Yeah, I'm. Re- we both really hope that's what it's going to be. It looks yeah, like it yeah. should be, but anyway. Yeah. But so yeah, the the first like watching this show has been really strange because. Well, for not lots of reasons, but for me, because the first like two thirds, every episode is like building layers. It's like, it's, it's like it's the making of the trifle thing. They're building layers, building layers, building layers. And then by the time you get to like episode six, which is two thirds of the way through, they're, and they're still adding layers, I think you, you sort of begin to worry. Well, I did at least. I begin to like think, well, okay, you're adding, you're adding. Did, Are we going to start one like. Division definitely crumbled <laughs> under its own weight a bit. Yeah, exactly. Um,. And like even into the last episode, they are still introducing new plot elements and characters and stuff going on, and it's insane. Yeah. It is. Um, it becomes a nightmare to keep track it's of. It's the kind the of end. stuff that seems really messy. But I kept watching. I haven't read the graphic novel, but I kept watching it and thinking, if um, this was in a comic book, I would be a lot more accepting of this storytelling style, and it would work a lot better. Um, with the kind of, you know, because the, the way it goes with a flow, but because I'm watching this in a visual medium, I'm expecting certain things to be resolved in certain ways and by a certain point. Mm. Um, it's not like it's in the long, long form. So I'm just wondering if this is a thing they'll have with their TV shows if they're trying to be a lot more comic booky. And it is something that I do really, really value about what the MCU has given to superhero films and the superhero genre is a, a commitment to acting in a superhero way in the way they shoot it as well like they look hmm. by the pages you know i love that yeah there's a, there's a massive influence or sorry impact um rather that the comics have on the visual imagery they use in this show by especially like the old classic costumes that they wear yeah the i love that example. i love seeing classic classic vision that yeah cool. that's a, a that's yeah. a really nice way of weaving it into the story and at multiple yeah. points they're making reference to very <clears throat> excuse me very oblique um 
superhero things like the fact that in uh like episode like five or six uh they're coming out of the cinema and it says it's like the incredibles um and the parent yeah, yeah. trap underneath it yeah and then obviously yeah. in the last episode they have a very uh incredibles moment where the family yes. sort of do the, that the, sort of pose yeah exactly yeah, yeah. Which is nice, and it's a, and it's 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 fun that they're sort of they're obviously admitting that that is where their influences come from. But that sort of superhero story has, and m- most people have lamented the fact that that sort of superhero story has been kept away from the movies because it's been too childish and silly. But with the format of this show, they have actually bothered to try and make that, which is lovely. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, I'd, I'd come straight out anyway and say The Incredibles is the second best superhero film ever. Yeah, no, we're both. I'm, I'm in agreement on that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Obviously, just um, behind um, X Men Apocalypse. What? Oh right. <laughs> no, oh, come oh, on. Oh, oh. X Men Three. Yeah, X-Men yeah, three. Sure. yeah. Electra. Come on. Jesus. Um, yeah, yeah. But um, basically, I, I just love the use of form in this. In terms mm. of like, they obviously just picked different TV show every week. Like you had Seinfeld, Feld, or whatever you call it, The Office. As well, I really liked. I loved it. The bits where Vision was talking to camera, and he's like, "Why am I here? I need to talk to my wife." Yeah, I, I loved. I, I liked loved that. that. Although I think that's another. That is another case of one of the things where the show floats it and then starts to abandon it. I think like the TV show format kind of dissolves as you get into the two thousands. Like it becomes by the last. Well, when you get up to date, but in theory, I'm pretty sure an executive from Marvel would just say, "Look, by the time after you're from the two thousands, you're in the twenty tens." So this should start feeling like a Marvel movie. Yeah, I get it. an episode. An episode eight is, is, I suppose, mathematically speaking, the one that is supposed to be in the 2010s, which is yeah. the episode, which is the Timeless Children episode. Um, yes, done a lot better. Uh, yeah, not much better. Um, no, it is much better. I don't hate it as much, but it... no, it is entertaining, and it does make a difference to her character in that she understands that she's got new abilities and things she can do. Timeless Children. It's literally like, oh, this literally changes nothing. But although WandaVision... Uh, what does she learn she can do? What does she learn she well, can do? I think... Well, I don't no, she know. doesn't. Credit sequence. She doesn't know. She doesn't learn anything. All right, fine. It's pointless. It's I mean, so but, pointless. I mean, there's I mean, there's like two really nice scenes in it. When it happened, when it happened that... Um, one, you know, you know the, the, the bit where they're like, you're the Scarlet Witch. I literally threw my remote and I said, I said, but we already knew this. I visibly like, laughed. I, I, <laughs> well, because I just thought that they hadn't said it in the movies because they didn't think it sounded cool, but that's who she was. Like, so... yeah, you know, what they never also the other, other names they never say. They never say Black Widow. They never say Hawkeye. Well, actually, no, they technically really, well, Hawkeye they? says they say Hawkeye. He says Hawkeye times. to his daughter. He's not actually talking about himself. I'd silly. He it's says, really, he really d- silly. They say they call him Hawkeye in four, don't they? No, no. They just got. I need really? a guy up top. Hawkeye no. does nothing in that film. <laughs> anyway. Why don't they call him Hawkeye? Hawkeye's like the coolest name ever. Well, because it sounds kind of corny. If As my does... mum called me Hawkeye when I was a kid, I'd be like, sick. That's me. Yeah. Hawkeye. It was It, it was the bizarrest thing in, in taking her... I can't remember. It's funny how we're just jumping ahead right now. But, um, yeah, taking a character who has been developed pretty... De- I mean, occasionally wobbly, but mostly has been developed really well over the course of the whole MCU. And then introducing this oh, whole, oh, so... your powers are... On the whole, I think so. Nah, it's always felt that she hasn't actually been in it. Just my opinion. I don't feel... It's, look, it's well, always she... felt like, look, we'll keep you here because it makes sense to keep you here. In We're going to mainly lock you in rooms and we're going to mainly have you 
Try and run away for a bit, and then maybe you can come back. Look, at the end of she's the like Captain Marvel. Done. You use her sparingly. She's better than Captain Marvel. I agree, but but, but but if it was, you've got to think she was introduced at the end of of um, Phase Two. Yeah, sure. she's not like other heroes. She's only really a phase. She's only really been a Phase Three person between Age I'm of Ultron, Civil War, and Infinity War. She's had. She's. I think she's been developed pretty well. Well, she's probably in about twenty-five minutes. You know, <laughs> crikey! I, I don't know. I don't know whether that's that's ma- wonder, that that doesn't matter to like, me. Screen time I, I, doesn't I matter don't, to me. That's fine. That's she fine, still gets more wrong. character development than Hawkeye. No, not true. Hawkeye gets one scene. Hawkeye is one. It's of a the great best scene. Characters. Now you get look. What scene? No, he's got the whole middle bit of Age of Ultron. The whole. Yeah. It's not the whole middle bit. Well, the best bit of Age of Ultron. Yeah, it's like it's like ten minutes. It's the best bit of the film. No, I'm just I'm just saying it doesn't. Screen time isn't what matters. It's the quality. But of I'm it. just saying if you're going to throw a bullet like that, Hawkeye. I'm isn't... more throw. I'm more throwing a shield in front of Wanda. I'm just saying she's a pretty. Well, I'm not saying she's amazingly well developed, but she's pretty damn well developed. I don't even know why I was. Yeah, no, this is the point. The whole point is that it's pointless to then go and you have these powers because of destiny. Or what about uh, Quicksilver? Was he destined to become a speedy person? Probably not. No, that's kind of just a coincidence. But uh, yeah, yeah, you were yeah, destined it's, it's to be the Scarlet it is, Witch. It is boring. Um, it's proper like pitch meeting stuff. To it's also that. it's just like, contrived. It's... It's obviously yeah, there just the so that they can say the word, they can use the registered trademark before the copyright runs out or something. Yeah, <laughs> it's just really sad that they felt the need to do that. Uh, but the scene where she talks to Vision with the TV, uh, you know, in her memory, that's a nice scene. Other than that, that, oh, that whole episode can go fuck itself. Uh, <laughs> oh, I see. Sorry, yeah, episode eight is definitely the the least good. Yeah. It's one where I was genuinely terrified that the uh, the finale was going to suck. Yeah, it didn't suck. No, it didn't. In fairness, the, the finale was all over the shop, but it, but hey, it didn't hey, suck. I, 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 thought, I thought the finale was really good. Okay. So I, I will get to my quibbles with the uh, finale later. Because the other thing, we were talking about um, elements of sort of like plot and character that were introduced that then started to kind of fiddle away. Mm. The second bit is the multiverse ideas, um, which were like suggested through. Quicksilver. Uh, yeah, through through Quicksilver, obviously being played by insert actor's name here from um, X Men, yeah, yeah, Days of Farts and Apocalypse and stuff like that. Who is excellent in those films, um, and he's a really like genuinely is really unnerving seeing him in it. And then they Some kind of, and when we when we talked about it after that episode, I, <laughs> it was a brief moment where we were like, I wonder if it is meant to be the you know extended universe meant to be thing. It was like, and then we were sort of thinking. If it isn't, then it's stupid, and it turns yeah, out it turns out it isn't. It's Wait, kind of stupid. So, right? Okay. I was under the impression watching it that he was brought through from that universe by Agnes. No, he's but, just a dude. He's just a dude so in the town. Is it true? Is it true? He's just an actor. He's not. He's not. I don't think. I don't think. Is he meant to be an actor? I think he was. Just, he was a person, right, so the guy and work, she the guy bewitched him. Says, she put the necklace on him for some reason. She's got a necklace that turns him into an actor, um, and then uses him as a puppet in the same way that Wanda uses the whole town. As a no, puppet. see, I thought she brought him over from the the X Men universe. She never. There's no. There's never any suggestion of that though. Absolute mess, isn't it? Like. I don't know. Disgusting. I, if that's not the case, then I hate it. I literally hate well, it. Well, again, this is another thing where I feel like it was just 
meant to be a plot point that is, according to the show, perpetrated by Agnes, who is obviously the the silliest well, thing this TV show she's did. she's been behind it all along. I liked that little title sequence they did for her. That was that. That, oh, I like that is all good, I have to say time. about Agnes very, that I like. Very fitting. Her performance is dreadful in episode eight. I think she's. I I would actually go out there and say her performance is really good in the rest of the series, including the last episode. I think she's quite good. I think she's good in that. But episode eight, if you watch her physicality, she just stays in the same position, walking through all the rooms. So she's got her elbow out in front of her, in front of like her chest, with her hand, right hand underneath it. And she's just twiddling her finger. And she does it for like a whole episode. Honestly, I hated it. I couldn't watch it. It was so frustrating. It was like, what did the director tell you to do? Yeah. Twiddle your finger. You're Cruella That's Deville what now. witches do. Yes. Twiddle your finger. I think it, right, it's cut, a shame cut, because... Cut. You weren't twiddling your finger. <laughs> in, the first, in the first like four episodes, she's excellent at her performance. Oh, yeah. She's a really interesting character. And you can tell there's something odd going on. You but... know that Ralph's dodgy. We said that early on. Yes, we said we said we never see a husband, Ralph. Oh, so I've got to turn the light on. I'm actually scared. <laughs> so I'm doing this in the dark, and talking yeah. about her made me really scared. Oh, for fuck's sake, Jesus! That's really. That's what I mean. The the creepy elements of this really get me. It's so horrible. Not Agnes, though. No, but the way she ends. It's the end of her. The way she gets turned back into normal her. I'm annoyed that I can't so think of hard. what it's. There is something that there is a film or something that does something like that, and I can't remember what it I don't is. Know. I mean, the obvious films to compare this stuff to is The Truman Show and Pleasantville. Very, very similar. Yes, sure. There's also yeah. actually weirdly elements of um of Life on Mars, which oh, is, cool. especially in the first few elements, which where for those who don't know, Life on Mars is a TV show about someone who ends up like trapped back in time. But keeps getting like visions from outside of where he thinks he is. He, he thinks he might be in a coma or in the in the in the past or something. And oh, it's like very okay. very uncanny. Where like you know when when Vision and Wanda see like the beekeeper coming out of the ground and looking at them, that sort of thing is very very much played in the same way as as Life on Mars. Um, what was the what was the beekeepers? Do? Oh, it was just a, it was a guy from Sword, wasn't it? Yeah, that's another Sword. thing that kind of gets dropped. Well, no, no it's the threat okay. of Sword. It's chill. It's chill. Like, sword isn't a problem. Why aren't um, they shields? Oh, we just got it. So, no, it's so a sword is I get about it. them. Sword and shield. I just yeah, got yeah. It. Sorry. Shield, shield is defense and sword is the opposite. Offense. <laughs> okay. Shield is offense to stop it. Because obviously after Thanos, they're like, right, we're just going to go and uh, infiltrate other galaxies and stuff. Like, it's basically Nick Fury goes around space trying to infiltrate other governments and stuff. It's not. It's not run by Nick Fury, is it? Yes, I, I believe that's what he sets up in um, when he's in space with the scroll and stuff. I'd be interested to find out because, well, yeah, either way, their presence becomes a really important part of the mid series. Yeah, um, yeah. By the finale, they are, again, because of Agnes, they're fucking pointless. They literally, they, they, because they, obviously they set up a base, Wanda extends the, the, the field of her show and it encompasses them. Then they have to go back and then they, invade and attack them and they literally get like pummeled in like literally a minute. Well, they only they only get they're only pointless and a problem because they become villains. They're, they're good as villains. They would have made better villains if Ag- it's just Agnes get fucking hey, rid of Agnes. Hey, right, literally. They would have been they would have been like, you'd have this series can... would have been a definite classic if you would have got rid of Agnes um or just made it a bit different. And because the main thing, I've stood by this, the main interesting thing about this series is the moral dilemma. Yeah. 
The, the Wonder um, is the is the um, is the villain. It's a, yeah, um, well, she is using Agnes is like saying, "Oh no, she can. We can relinquish her responsibility. She's no." Yeah, exactly. Her. It's it's like, oh no, this stuff that we've set up is too mature to sell to kids. Yeah, so we're gonna have kind to. Of. So we so we have to introduce Darth Sidious. Uh, <laughs> exactly. This, this, this last movie is not gonna work. Kylo Ren's not good enough. Fuck it. Yeah, precisely though. Yeah. It's exactly know, the same thing. I, I agree. I agree with that. Um. And basically, yeah, I just think they should have just kept it to the wonder dilemma. Uh, and the thing is, because even then, uh, some of the best moments in the last episode are when they bring that back. Uh, one of the scariest moments of the entire series is when her busybody neighbour comes over and says, my kids, um, that my kids are the same age as your kids. Maybe they can be friends. Maybe you could let them out of your room. Maybe just let me hold my kids once. Yeah, Ugh. I literally like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I literally wanted to just put my fingers down my throat. <laughs> Honestly, I cannot stand it. I hate talking about this. You know how I am when we watch that Doc Two Science of the Library episode. <laughs> I honestly, it was like that for nine hours. I you honestly, are I, way, way too impressionable to um like supernatural stuff in fiction, aren't you? What does that mean? It's odd. Well, you are. What's your you, brief? Well, that that episode and this. Which would be worth my proof? Well, we find some other proof. That's only two examples. That's two examples. It's like saying, you love McDonald's. I don't. Because you've had it twice with me. Yeah, but you've had it twice with me. <laughs> like, <laughs> come on. All right, other supernatural stuff. What is there? Oh, natural bond killers. All of the scenes in the uh, in the fifties in the fifties like TV show thing. You couldn't. Oh, bear you, that shit. you mean I love it? Yeah, 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 I can't. It's horrible. It's amazing yeah. though. You, you, what, I love, you can't even. I think love about this it. stuff. I love this stuff, but I hate thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm, <laughs> there's, there's, I've just remembered another thing. Um, Hydra and Strucker. You know those adverts? They had. That's in the first because it's, it's stuff to do with her past, and that's all. Is because this whole world is made out of her trauma. Which is why in the adverts it's all stuff to do with things that have traumatised her in her past. Uh, okay. Unclear uh, though. Unclear though. I'll give you that. No, I'll give you it's still unclear. You know what? Um, Weirdly, I feel like I would have been less irritated by that if they hadn't gone back to do all the Strucker shit in the in the Timeless Child episode. Um, because it would have been fine as a as a neat little reference or a hint. Because I agree, yeah. the entire the entire show is Strucker is traumatic. At- yeah, as like the show works really well as a slightly wobbly but still impactful allegory for grief, as you say, because oh, yeah. a bit literally in, in in a literal sense, because like the first three episodes or like the premise of the show even is denial, and then yeah. it turns around the mid series to like anger and bargaining, and then by like the like the penultimate episodes it turns is the depression phase where she's like you know looking at what she's done, and by the by the end it's acceptance. So even though it's a it's a bit you know up and down on that, but it does genuinely go through the path of the five stages of grief. It goes quite well, and I love that it does it through the comedy shows, and then it has to turn into a serious yeah thing. And easily, its core concept is definitely the best part of it. That and the and the um, performances and relationship between. Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Paul Olsen. Paul Bettany is unreal in this. And both Sophie, Elizabeth so. and they're, Paul are both, yeah, superb performances in this. Paul like, Bettany Easily their best MCU performances. Oh, easily, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, it, I, right. I mean, we're definitely forgetting, I think, that when this show was first announced, we both laughed at it. Right, we're both like... I, I'm not I, just squinted both, at my screen for a good half you were like, an hour. Why, going, why, I remember you calling me being like, why are they making this? Why this? And I was like, look, I don't know. It looks awful. You know, like 
Everyone said this would be a cash grab, and it wasn't. No, no, it's the least cash grabby thing the MCU has done since uh, yeah. Iron since... Man. I don't know. Yeah, that's why think. it's great. Yeah, that's why it's great. No, no, I, I, I it is. Totally There's so agree. many. This, this, no matter what it's, it's, you know, fo- foibles are, or if you say the yeah. problems with it. <laughs> this does feel like a genuine artistic endeavor more than a Hollywood money making, but also artistic endeavor. It yeah. actually feels genuinely artistic. Mm. I agree. Um, so another... much respect. I have so much respect. Normally, if something was like this and it like had the problems this has, I wouldn't be as nice. But I have so much respect. <laughs> another cause for big respect um, yeah. is it has a very good approach to using existing underused characters. Mainly yeah. in Darcy. Thank fuck they yeah. use hey, her well. Because, because she is definitely one of... Pre before this, not that this like makes her amazing, but before this, she's definitely one of the absolute worst MCU characters because she is obviously she's one note. Relief. Yeah. In the other two films, it's like, hi, I'm obviously comic relief, but I have hi, I'm incompetent, and yet I'm still I'm still around for some reason. Hi, I, yeah, hi, I'm just really kooky, lol. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, let, I mean, let don't, me don't, don't get us wrong, she still does that. Yeah, okay. but it, it's but she, but she is at least some, competent and contributes she, to the she's story. At least Yes, exactly. she is moving the pieces of the puzzle. She's not just observing the story. Precisely, she infuriates me in the four movies. Slice, I just get uh, rid of her if she's not doing. Anything she is funny, but yeah, I agree. That. She literally doesn't need to be there. Uh, yeah, but that that represents um, a problem that a lot of people have the MCU, especially early on, where it's like they do tend to have comedy for comedy's sake too much. Yeah, they they, they get better at it. They become more Stephen Moffat with it, where the comedy <laughs> is part of the storytelling. True. So it's fine. It feels yeah. less like we interrupt this program to show you a joke we thought of. Yeah, which I'll it does sometimes it. feel like. Um, yeah, yeah, that's horrible. Yeah, <laughs> and that, and um, Agent Wu, who's um, actually oh, a really, really, favorites. really great character. One of my oh, again, of my really favorites. underused. It's so nice they brought him. Back. Hey, hey, he he gets to use magic like twice in this. Yeah, <laughs> I totally forgot about that. Yeah, he loves his yeah, tricks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but he oh. uses it to get out of situations. I adore it. Yeah. I literally think that's genius because he is one of the absolute best characters in that man and the wasp. Mm. He's hilarious. Yeah, like um, he's fantastic. All of, uh, no, 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 no. You don't know the extent to which I love. <laughs> I do because I know how much you like that film. <laughs> yeah. You have a bizarre infatuation with that film. Um, it's kind of it's it's a strange movie, but the, the good things about that movie are, are excellent. The comedy and the action scenes, yeah, very enjoyable. Um, the final character, actually, I was going to say this isn't an underused character. This is a new character, which is um Monica. Not um, a new character. She's in Captain Marvel. No, her mother is. No, her mum is in it, but the ki- she's the kid in Captain Marvel. Oh shit, she's even in it, isn't she? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She, she's the one who's like, sorry. That's such, mum, an, that's such a forgettable film. Me, I forgot and that if was you a thing. Die, I don't mind. It's fine, mum. Don't worry about dying. Come on, I can raise myself. Uh, yeah, I'm, that's I'm, a... I'm, I'm, I'm just a film character. Don't worry. They'll write me. They'll write me food. Jesus. It's fine. The um the scene where they introduce her and showing the uh the blip from something that a lot of people were looking for was uh showing a, the darker side of the uh you know the blip and yeah. whatever you call it. It's um, a problem people have with Far From Home. It's it? a problem that people have for some reason. I don't understand why they think it's a problem because literally it's not have... a problem with Far From Home. I think people were just worried, including myself, that they would never use it when it's such an interesting well, this storytelling is, device. Well, this is what I mean. Now that one, now that one division have done it, I think people will stop whinging about Far From Home because it's like it doesn't. It's not like it, they've ruined. Oh the yeah, it's, it's not. It's not a problem with Far From Home. No, it would just be a problem with the MCU if they never used something that was that good an opportunity. 
Yeah, I agree. So her introduction yeah. to the story was really was really great. Um, and for the most part, like for the first two thirds of the series, Monica's a really really interesting character in the way that she behaves. By the end, she's got uh, superpowers because of she walked through a thing. she walked through a thing that which apparently she says she says don't worry I've done this before. Well, she had. Yes, she did in this like the, the fourth episode. Yeah, sort of. And they th- then they made this whole deal about how it's you know destroying it. Oh, they said it's rewriting her DNA, and now so basically the whole this is that she's gotten powers that are. Well, she's going to be in Captain Marvel too. Is she okay? Yeah, I, yeah. So this, but what I don't understand is what are her powers? Uh, walking through things, uh, like you know, like it, ghost. No, not really. I'm just kind of joking that she walked through nothing. She has a really good superhero <laughs> oh. landing, and bullets can go through her. Yeah, I felt. Yeah. I feel and like wasn't she's her really part... good at walking in cinema screenings? Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. But isn't she supposed? I thought her powers were meant to come from from wonder. But I wonder. I yeah. I found that odd. I mean, I yeah. I guess because they're like you say, they 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 set her up with the. Uh, what they're called scrolls. That's it. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. I'm excited for that. I'm yeah. I, I'm looking forward. To I, I can't. I can't say I'm excited for it. I feel like I can barely get a grip on what they're trying to do with that. Because wasn't that the um, end credit scene of um, Far From Home? It was, wasn't it? Where they showed Nick Fury on the spaceship with the scroll. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I yeah, really. That's yeah, what I thought the whole sword thing was going to be. Yeah. Maybe if it is, then I will probably leave this obviously, show alone. You can, for those use, facts. you can use the you can use the scroll, can't you, to infiltrate any government because they're shapeshifters. Yeah, sure. I don't know. I hope that. Yeah, I, I think that what I mean by all this is that I am I have less faith in that uh, that side of the MCU. Like whatever film it's going to be, whether it's going to be Captain Marvel two. That's a be. big thing they're trying to set up there. Hey, that Captain Marvel trilogy is going to be the best trilogy. Look, the thing is, the first <laughs> Captain America film isn't amazing. The first you know, Captain America film good. is 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 a mid to low six. It's it's a it's a great film up until the halfway point, and then it's definitely there. Um, yeah, the second half of that movie is one of the most average <laughs> things I've ever seen. Yeah, um, but the so, first half is is great. But you know, but his second two movies, he's got the best trilogy in the MCU. So unless Guardians be it. They need they need their equivalent of the Russo brothers to give Captain Marvel a proper you know sort of kick up the ass to actually be something more interesting. interesting. And I, there's literally nothing yeah. to say they won't. Um, no, so I mean, like, fingers there crossed. Is good stuff We've got Captain hope Marvel, now right? that I can actually be bothered to do stuff that's new because that's something that Captain Marvel didn't do right. Is it didn't do anything new? No, it was riding on the coattails of all the other Phase Three stuff, which was unfortunate well, yeah. for it. It probably didn't deserve all the flack it got. It was just unfortunate. Well, the weird thing about Captain Marvel feels like a Phase One Marvel movie. It's very strange. Well, we both don't understand why why that wasn't the start of Phase Four. Why she wasn't included in Phase Three and was introduced post Thanos? Because, like you say, her inclusion in Endgame is strange. It's not da- too damaging, but it it's kind of unnecessary. It's very it's an exception most times. Yeah, when they yeah. they were I mean the Russos were perfectly able to write without those X machinas, so. <laughs> It was odd, but yeah, it doesn't it doesn't bother me too much. Um, should we talk about about the finale then? Because uh, yeah, I got yeah. there's a shit ton going on in that ep- in just that one episode. The finale um, had my f- 
favourite scene of the show, probably. Is that the the last shot where they are in the house? No, no, that was very impressive. My favourite scene <laughs> is um, when uh, she has to her and Vision have to say goodbye to the kids and they yeah, that's what I mean. Die. Oh, that yeah, yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, well, they're watching the the walls closing in. Yeah, that's a fantastic. Fantastic yeah, scene. But, but I mean specifically the scene where they know their kids are going to die. It's so dark. Because mm. it's, it's so, that is so Forest of the Dead. But, that scene. Yes. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for sure. I, I, I like Vision's such a gentleman about it. He's like, oh, my kids are going to die. Night chaps. Well, part, <laughs> part of me was thinking, aren't they like existing kids they've made into their kids? Or is it, no, they're just no, like, they one that created them. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, that's, that's fine because the whole point is they're still part of her in a way. So they're not dying so much as they are just disappearing. Um, and like you said, that, that last scene is the reason why this allegory for grief actually does work. Um, because if they didn't... if Because I, I had a slight fear that they would do a cop-out and, you know, do what we, what we keep saying 2021 films keep doing, of, uh, of having yeah. unnecessarily happy endings with no consequences. But that's definitely not yeah. the case, which is really, no, no, no. really appreciate they, that. They, they, they stuck to the, the landing of let's make a really sad and horrible ending okay very glad i'm gonna get nitpicky now am i permitted to get nitpicky or yeah okay i I think we've been doing that already i mean we've already said quicksilver Uh, went downhill and the moniker that isn't nitpicky that is a core element that is a core theme that they introduce into the show this idea of the multiverse bleeding through one and Mm. then it gets abandoned that's a fundamentally Oh yes, yeah, that's mis- that's a mistake to me. That's a genuine writing mistake. Well, well the, the, unless they just the, didn't present what they were trying to do better. The, the two main mistakes were that they were just very unclear what they wanted to do with Quicksilver, and the um, Agatha didn't really. Although I think she was done well enough. Oh, I've been calling her Agnes. What's her name? Is I, Agatha? Isn't she? Ag- she's Agnes. I've been calling her Agnes. She turns, she turns into Agatha. Is that right? <laughs> anyway, basically. Um, the other problem I'd summarise that I think we had was that because oh, although I think she is done well by the end, she was never done well enough and to warrant her being there and I'd rather have just had a what the know, witch? A, a moral yeah. Oh she's rubbish in the end. <laughs> I feel like she's well, way I, better I, I at the really, beginning of the show the where problem, she's mysterious. The, yeah yeah the, the first five <laughs> episodes she's brilliant and then basically right I just really really like the way that they um, defeat her I think it's so horrible that I love it. Ah, I like what they do with her at the end. Yeah, I, love, I do I not like it. the way they beat her. That I roll my eyes so hard at. Oh, uh, how how do they beat her again? Only the witch who cast the runes in the area in which they're both standing can use her oh, magic. Yeah. Oh, that's it's... great! Thanks for using that. Yeah, that was I, a I fucking shoehorned in um, get out of jail free con- card, wasn't it? Plot convenience, isn't it? That's plot convenience. Like, it's a, they're using a technicality that was used in one throwaway scene about which the rules are like completely different in this new scenario where her magic yeah, is yeah, working, yeah. but then it's like her magic's fake working. Uh, <laughs> Wanda doesn't even know what the runes are. She doesn't know what <laughs> rune, she doesn't. She hasn't read the sodding book. She's. Where did they come from? When did she put them up? <laughs> she didn't put them up at the start. If she had, then none of what the uh, the Agnes woman was doing would have worked. Okay, when did she okay. do this? It was rubbish. But what do you think about White Vision before we move on? Because I feel like we haven't... How did they put that. him back together? <laughs> There's no Mind Stone. And it took Shuri hours to put part of his head back together. And they, he was in pieces. They painted him white and put him back together. And now he's fine. 
Oh, we but built a chip that's basically the Mind Stone. Yeah, no, fucking easy. Get out there. Do your worst. Isn't the chip, isn't the Mind Stone chip like an invented bit of Mind Stone from Wanda? Fuck, has fuck wa- knows. Because Wanda has the Mind Stone, so technically she could bring back just Vision. rebuilt Vision. I just... I don't know. I'm, in a I'm night, squinting a lot. In overnight. It was in <laughs> <Tonight>. pieces. <laughs> oh, uh, God. It's a good think, scene between oh, them, though. Yeah, yeah, it's the very, scene, it's the scene where they like fight each other is great. And they did it's, very, really... it's very Paul Bettany Ultron, <laughs> the scene where they have to talk. No, no, no. I you agree. The scene where Paul Bettany has to talk to Ultron about... Um, Logic. He has to basically talk Ultron down. He does this exactly the same thing with himself. Yeah, by using a, like a like a grammar discussion of philosophy to destroy to yeah, defeat it. I agree. It's that, cool, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's excellent. I love that. I'm having a go at the uh, again. I'm being nitpicky about how they put him back together because I think it's hilarious. He's dumb, but yeah, yeah. it is a really good scene. Although I, I feel like the implication is he's just destroyed. Uh, not Ultron. Sorry, Vision, and then our that the it's the uh, nice Vision. Let's call him imaginary Vision. Convinces him, convinces the White Vision that White Vision is the true Vision. So I'm assuming White Vision then destroyed yeah. himself because he no, just fucked no, off. No, they 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 let him go so that they can decide what to do with him at a later date. As the company, I mean. So he's just Basically, pissed off. Yeah, hundred percent. He's not dead. Right. He's gonna he's gonna be back. That was super unclear. <laughs> this whole thing is like it's um that having your cake and eating it thing where like yes. <laughs> Wanda, so one uh, Vision was the only proper death in the whole fucking MCU. Yeah, oh, oh, dude, don't get me onto that. (laughs) They literally, it's the it's the quote about no one would buy a dead hand solo, (laughs) but applied to about a thousand people. Yeah, you know what I mean. (laughs) Like even Agent Coulson is apparently alive. So it's like, oh yeah, that shit it, happened. It, yeah, yeah. Every mean, every one of the best and most meaningful deaths. Apparently, um, that show's but, coming back. Oh, Apparently, Agents of Shield. Yeah, exactly. Who was watching it? No one likes it. No. Um, um, basically, the top. But 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 let me tell you what I think the top three deaths are in the MCU. From um, oh no, to be fair, if Tony Stark counts, bum, does bum, he count? Bum, Oh yeah. He, okay. Actually, you know what? Damn. Did I forget about that? Shit. Yeah. T- Tony. Stark <laughs> All right. He's Captain the best. America. Yeah. Fine. Fine. Yeah. Tony Stark. And if you count Captain America in a he weird hasn't died way, yet. No. So Tony pro- Stark. Yeah, yeah. That's done really well. But I tell you what. Um, Agent Coulson. Loki. Again, and, they went back um, on it. Yeah. They they go back on all of them. All right. Okay. I see. They haven't gone back on. This Iron is my Man. point. No, 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 not yet. Tony Stark remains the only one untouched. No, they're not going to bring him. They they literally fucking can't. Good, because this is the problem. I don't know why this I'm is, saying that like I'm some authority. Is, this is what but... makes me um, respect uh, like loads of other film series <laughs> over MCU, which is that they treat their characters like like properties. Well, looks okay. To be fair, that. to be fair, it's... as you very rightly said, the MCU is modelled more as a comic book series than it is a film series, and that is yeah, that and, is a comic book thing. Comic book, comic book is a comic book thing. And that is just like, a, that is just a, like the scar hey, tissue from that. Hey, I, I don't have any real problems about the way they brought Vision back because the Vision I've grown to love is dead, so I still have that. <laughs> yes, true, true. Yeah, okay. and, and and then and then you know, Age of Ultron, moderately boring Vision. It's kind of like what, it's kind of like Gamora. That's what it's like because now we've got we're stuck in this universe with a Gamora that doesn't know Peter, but she is still alive. 
Exactly. Why is Gamora? I completely forgot what <laughs> she was. Um, I completely forgot that she died as well. There are a lot of characters to keep track of. In fairness, yeah. When is um? Oh, here's another one who died. Uh, <laughs> is uh, Black Widow? And I mean, you know, she's still getting a film. So why? Yeah. Why now? Why? It's back. Why are you backlogging character growth? Like again, she was. She started off kind of again, not not brilliantly, but they by the end they'd done Black Widow amazingly well in the MCU. Like she was totally hey, by hey, the end an excellent no, I, character. I, I think Black Widow has always done well. I, okay, I don't think she was great in Iron Man Two. She was cool in hey, Iron Man Two, but she to be wasn't fair, in Iron, in Iron Man Two, it was definitely Angelina Jolie, Team Raider vibes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. that's that's fair. Um, the oh sorry, another thing we did, did we did you mention the in the scene in the finale? I think you did. But I'm going to reiterate it because it's amazing as well. When um, all the townsfolk. All gather around Wanda to yeah, it's one beg, of the best bits. Beg her for because her that's back. the um, that's that's like what the finale should have been about. Because she's the yeah. villain. Instead, it's now Agnes best, going, "Look what we best did." All the of the show are these really uncanny, disgusting bits. Yeah, yeah, it's the best thing about Wonder Vision. It's amazing. Like that stuff is genuinely incredible. So scary and nasty, and that's because the thing that is scaring us, rather than just the uncanniness of the fourth wall break. Is mm. the idea of um, the result of how you act because of grief being challenged by other people? It's very mm. uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable. It's like um, you know when someone really upsets you and you lash out and you know you shouldn't, and then it's really awkward. Whenever it's... you look back at you, like I wish I hadn't done that. Especially you know, that for like nine episodes. <laughs> yeah, especially yeah. Sorry, I, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. But I was just going to say, add on that very point. The uh, I can't remember what it's in. It's in the middle of the series where she does this whole speech to her sons about how about the dog dying and how grief is okay and how you have to live with grief. And she's literally just being a humongous hypocrite. And it's really yeah. uncomfortable to watch. And that's absolutely, yeah, but it's fantastic. It's so realistic. Cause yeah, yeah. So like. We're all yeah. hypocrites. Um, we're, yeah. we're, definitely all, we're definitely all hypocrites. Hypocrite, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, we're shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, Monica gets taken out of the story in that in the in the finale, kind of just until the last couple of minutes, so that she can do one little uh, like Terminator moment. Like she literally <laughs> just sits in the hippie's flat for most of the episode, reading like documents and stuff, going, "Oh, what's going yeah. on?" Um, <laughs> it's so bad. That's kind of that was kind of like okay, you you couldn't be you didn't know how to write her into the story because now you've given her superpowers and you've it already got so like loads of superpower people fighting each other. Well, so have her sit in a beanbag chair for half an hour. She feels like one of the elements of the series that by the end feels like were you contractually obliged to make this happen so that it would be ready for Captain Marvel. Yeah, it's got the, Whenever, the Age of Ultron started, problem of introducing it, plot elements just to yes. introduce, just to, yeah, to go, yes. ooh, looking forward it's to this. It's the Batman versus Superman Wonder Woman problem. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because in, in Batman versus Superman, which we watched the other day. Um, yeah, you watched was, it for the first time, fuck. Yeah, yeah, brilliant bad movie. So Jesus. Um, but basically, she Wonder Wonder Woman, and that is literally introduced as an ex machina. I know she's introduced early on, but it's still an ex machina, no way around it, because they wouldn't have beaten the bad guy without her miraculously being like, "I'll help you" at the last minute. Like, it's boring, mm. so boring, yeah, so boring. It's a shame, but it's so boring. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> no, but as we say, it cl- in the finale, it does just about claw itself back onto its feet, just in time to cross the finishing line. So. It's okay, like the the wobble that happens in episode seven and eight, which I mean, I to be honest, it's less of a wobble, more of a like falling into a gully. Um, mm. 
they do I do I do think on the whole they did manage to get out of it by the end which is good I'm relieved they did yeah well, I would have felt very differently minutes. if they if they fucked up the end I mean they, they fucked up a lot bits of the ending but not all of it I think a third of the last episode was messed was ruined I that's probably fair yeah but two thirds were very 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 strong like yeah. and like it was so strong that I genuinely don't mind the stuff that went wrong <laughs> because I can I can current like the Quicksilver thing is the biggest thing where it's like okay that is bad um, I mean, for me it's Agnes in general Quicksilver didn't bother me too much that was more just like I, I felt disappointed by that but yeah, Agnes was, is literally yeah. I think she's the most it was that was the most misjudged writing decision they made on the whole it was huge that's a huge it's a huge because because literally all of, pretty much all the problems we're describing stem from that. Essentially, yeah, in yeah, some absolutely. way, like she is, yeah. she is the root of the problem. It was her the she whole time. It all along. Uh, yeah, she yeah. beat me too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I was wrong. It was Agnes all along. Whoever, whoever got to do a the set design and b all of the, uh, you know, well, the more I should say production design in general and be like creating all those adverts and all the oh. theme tunes. I'm so jealous of them. Being yeah, the, to do yeah, that. the theme, the theme tunes. I loved it, like the grungy one they did for them. Yeah, for the nineties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's my favorite. It's Fantastic. so good. Yeah, and then oh. your yeah, Arrested Development sort of thing for the for two thousands. Yeah, no, yeah. It, was, it was it was great. That it must have been. It must have been. I mean, obviously working for a big production company must have been tough. But that must that would have been a really fun project to be part Those of first compared to other MTV stuff. Will always be a beautiful trove of something that happened. It will. Well, because yeah. the bit where Visions um, says, well, everyone knows he's a communist. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. <laughs> so good. That's one of the best bits. Because, again, it's <laughs> the sort that is, again, the sort of dialect you would expect from a very old like Marvel comic. Especially yeah. with, like, it's, it wasn't Marvel, Marvel's, like, one of its breakout comics, Captain America, who is obviously a character defined yeah, was, by was, anti-communism, essentially. Well, it was written in um, World War Two because Stan Lee, I think, was told he had to do something for the war effort, basically. Yeah. Right, so propaganda. Did, yeah. yeah, exactly. That's what it was for. And then obviously Captain America is a lot like Superman in, in terms of the way it's been used over time. There's always to um, a lot of time to kind of champion US well, points of view and things. And Until obviously... Yeah, Satirise them, them. yeah. Well, but then, obviously, by Civil War, that's not the case, but... Well, yeah, I mean, I would say Winter Soldier more than anything. Winter Soldier is the film that is all about him being disabused of that and changing yeah, that's why. which is very important. That which is what, on, really. <laughs> interesting, which is what Batman vs Superman and Man of Steel was attempting to do and kind of didn't really do very well. Well, it just forgets that they ever disagreed, really. Well, yeah, that too. It's um, just that it does the same problem as Agnes, where it's like, oh, Lex Luthor has to make you fight. We don't have to have this moral <laughs> problem at all. We'll just have a villain, and then it, it removes any moral problem. No. Um, the, the, other, the other thing about the the aesthetic and the um, the new like style of storytelling they took was particularly nice because the MCU, not alone in this, obviously, um, but has been criticised fairly rightly for being very, visually speaking, very muted, um, well, obviously, black and white is the first few episodes, but it's been this very modernist film techniques where every single Marvel film is not very colourful for the most part, and it's shot in, and directed in a very standard, unoffensive but clear way. And it's not really experimented very much. Guardians is the closest they've gotten to being experimental with any of the things I just mentioned. So maybe this is a precursor to hopefully all of the other TV shows. I mean, Falcon and Winter Soldier that won't. Loki might. 
Loki might have it. Like, you could, I think just, there's some interesting. Just embrace the form. Just embrace the form. Well, I, this is them. what I mean. I what wonder doing, whether Loki will what, do that. Know what kind of show you are as well, because obviously Falcon and Winter Soldier, if that's an action show, I expect it to be an to have excellent action scenes. Well, yeah, but to be fair, I will forgive it for having that criticised Marvel appearance because that's oh, no, the I, I think Soldier it needs. I think film. it needs to have that. I've yes, no it probably will. It's fine. But for Wonder Vision, if it did, it would probably it would be nowhere near as interesting as it is. Obviously, as we said, it's the entire point of the show is the is the format. Mm. It's yeah. appropriating. Yeah. Um, it's the postmodernism. It's fantastic. I really, really wish this 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 series or the show was entirely great or entirely shit because I I'm I'm now padding for time because I'm I'm hey, putting, I'm putting off having to rate this thing. We, we're gonna rate it because okay. the truth is the truth is I think that it's about three fifths great. Like three fifths of this is fantastic, like amazing. <clears throat> Best thing Marvel have done, and then two fifths of it are like. Mm. For me, one fifth is one fifth is actively bad, <clears throat> and then one fifth is like oh, whatever. For me, episode wise, it's like it starts off the first couple is like around eight territory for me. Then it kind of mm-hmm. like then for the next few, it's still around like the seven, really solid seven. And then it kind of dips for the like those two penultimate ones to like a five for me, and then by the finale, it like starts to pick itself up, but only just. So I'm, it... I I would my. <sighs> Maya graph would go like first episode seven. And I then we're riding, and then, and then we're riding the eight train, <laughs> and then by about uh, episode four, I'd give that like a six. I wasn't that bothered, but then, but then five and six, yeah, here we are back on the seven to eight train, and then yeah, as soon as we get to that timeless children episode, it's like yes, yeah, like plummeting five. into the ground. It's like it's just average TV. And then the last episode, I give a seven because I think the last twenty-five minutes were brilliant. Well, I said twenty-five minutes; it's like thirty-five minutes, anyway, isn't it? But I don't know. The last, like you know, the last act, as it were. Yeah, is, the last is, little, is last phase, if you will. Hey, hey. Uh, anyway, basically, I'm going to give One Division a. Shall I rate it first? I'm probably going to give it like a high seven. Okay. Mid seven. I'm gonna give it a mid seven. I like it more than Mandalorian series one, but not more than series two. I'm gonna give it as Disney things go. Right now, my rating of it is an extremely high six. I think that's really harsh. I think if if the show had continued the way it was in the first five episodes, I would be giving this a high seven. I would be would be pushing eight territory for me. But it literally, it 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 really, really disappointed me around the end where it decided to take all of the things it built up and just go, right, I'm going to put you in a bin and now it's another show. <laughs> I, I just... no, 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 I agree. I agree. But if you think about that, it was only two episodes out of nine that uh, did that. Oh, yeah. But when you layered, you know, that the higher the Tower of Jenga you've built, the more colossal the fall is, you know? I'm trying paraphrasing Count Dooku there. Um <laughs> Bloody hell. <laughs> um, so, for me, the last episode, I'd give like a really solid to high six. Like, I don't think it's great because of, it's got so many fucking uh, no, fun, fundamental problems to it. Are great. Yeah, the they problem, are. They're, they're the, reason the, I, the reason I feel differently to you is I literally think Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany were so amazing in all of this. They um, were. I, I agree. Paul Bettany, Paul Bettany is now in my top 10 favourite superhero performances ever. 
For me, they both are. They're, bo- they're both. They both are for me. I think, especially because they they, yeah, they, they wouldn't are. they wouldn't have succeeded in. They, as, they wouldn't work without each other. Yeah, exactly. Like, Their the chemistry yeah, on yeah. the screen is. I mean, it was great in um, Infinity War, to be fair, but it wasn't much of it. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm really siding a bit for Bethany there because I find him really funny. Yes, <laughs> well, especially in episode why. two. Oh yeah, episode two is definitely my favorite episode. Yeah, which is funny because on IMDb it's like one of the lowest ones. What? Yeah, seriously. Um, well, interestingly, you're going to find this fascinating. So on IMDb, um, don't the first two episodes are the lowest rated? <laughs> oh no, it's just like, look. The thing is, the ratings hey, on hey, that are going to be just you know Marvel fans going, "Oh, it's not like the Marvel films I like." Yeah, well, you know, the second to last episode's got nine point one, and it's the second highest rated. <laughs> No, people yeah. just want. This is the point. The masses. People want the, fan service. People yeah, fan exactly. Service. They want someone to say you are the Scarlet Witch and go. Ooh! He said the name of the show. Anyway, but it wasn't the name of the show. It's called One Division. Like, it's oh, not about Scarlet Witch. It's about Wanda and Vision. It's yeah. not Scarlet Witch and Vision. You literally didn't pay attention to the name of your own show. Anyway, um. <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> um, the, your your comparison to Mandalorian is fair. I don't think this is as quite as good as either Mandalorian seasons for me. No, it's. I find it much more interesting the series one of Mandalorian. Oh, that's nonsense. That's clap. No. Cla- uh, you're you're literally underrating. You're underrating how amazing the first six episodes of this are. I mean, amazing. I'm not. The like, potential's great, but it squallies it. Hey, it's not. You can't say the it does. Great when over half the series. The, I'm talking two thirds of this. I think are amazing. But all all set up and not enough payoff. It's a not, it's a shame. I know all it, the setups done so beautifully, and it's not all set up because you're forgetting as well what the best part of the series is. That's the relationship between Wanda and Vision, which is the main mainly focused on in those best episodes. And after that, isn't as big a focus. We are experiencing technical difficulties. We will return to you shortly. I think I killed him. It's very possible. Let's let's try let's try calling him. Oh, I'm gonna have to do a lot of backpedaling now. Ooh, we can't get through to him. Well, never mind. I mean, all that matters is that we're here. Um, so actually, I'll let you into a secret. I think this is like a like a ten, uh, but I'm not gonna tell him that because you know he'd get jealous. He wants to like it more than I do. Makes sense. Whatever. You know, I've been rating things way higher than him for most of this. Uh, you already know that. You listen to this show every day. Oh, he's getting, I'm getting a call. Bear with. Is he back? I'm back. This, I've kept it running. So he's back. Hurrah. Why Sorry, is... I've been entertaining the audience with lots of interesting facts about you. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, annoyingly, I lost you when we literally have nothing else to say. <laughs> I would still definitely... Thoroughly, in fact, recommend this show to anyone, even the people who weren't interested because of why I say. The things I don't like about this show are evidently the things that are most popular about this show. So obviously I know nothing. <laughs> and the things no, that I no, like no. about the show are the things that people Everyone think can go to hell. Wrong. Everyone else is wrong. Well, I don't it's... know. I wonder now. No, they are. They obviously are. Like, So I want wrong. people to watch this because this is fucking interesting. That I, did, I had no idea that people rated the shit so high. Yeah. People are fucking idiots. There's our takeaway. Yeah. People, yeah. four <laughs> out of ten. <laughs> At least. <laughs> At least, yeah, think great. About, think about, like, 
See, the atrocities committed in the world all the time. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> but to be fair, that's not committed by everyone, is it? There's a lot of good people in the world. But we're all a mixture of good and bad things. So, Thanks. You know. Anyway, basically, <laughs> WandaVision is actually fourth highest in my MCE rankings. Fuck. Okay. Uh, let I, me, let I me still, quickly have a peruse I, of my list. To, to I, value, I value its <clears throat> contributions to the MCU outlook so highly. This is the most I've ever enjoyed an MCU thing at all. I'd say okay, look, I can't I can't compare it to the films too much. I would say, in terms of my personal preference, this is definitely in the top half of all the MCU stuff. There is worth mentioning that on the whole, I think it would be it would be well, would it be fair for me to say that I'm probably a bigger fan of the MCU than you on the whole? A million percent. Right, okay. Well I so, mean you actually like you're like you, you sit there being like, oh, it's a Saturday evening. I want to chill out and enjoy myself for pizza. I'll watch an MCU film. I would. Never the Winter do Soldier that. is a fucking amazing hey, film. You hey, agree with cl- that? I agree. It's a classic. Yeah. I don't. I disagree. But irrespective I would never... of MCU, that's just a. Ir- but irrespective of MCU, I would never ever choose if I was on my own to watch one, because I don't find it interesting enough. Just a oh god, can't. It's not yeah. like if you, it's not like it's not like um. There's plenty of stuff that I would want to watch if I was in that domino situation, but it's definitely not MCU because I don't. I find it doesn't have rewatch value in the same way. There's only one MCU film that's got better every time I've watched it. Every other MCU film I've watched has got worse with every viewing. Two MCU films have got better. Sorry, the ones that've got better uh, with every viewing are Endgame and Avengers Assemble. I've enjoyed them more every time. Actually, Ant-Man as well. But outside of that, literally every MCU film I like more every time I see it. And that's because I find there's not enough depth to what's going on a lot of the time. Because, unashamedly, they're excellent popcorn movies. And that's fine. But I'm not going to go treating this film series like it's Lord of the Rings or something. Don't expect me to. I won't, and I, but I, I, like I, I never have. I feel there, the there is no MCU film that I rate as high as any Lord of the Rings film. There you go. I'm just saying, like this. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, I just want it to be known on record that I do really value what MCU has contributed to cinema in terms of, especially in terms of making films that are genuinely like comic books and mm. that look like comic books. I love that. Um, and you know, like there's, in terms of MCU films, I give above a seven. Right, I've got eleven here out of twenty-four. That's quite a lot, mm. that is quite isn't a lot. it? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I give, uh, I give three of them an eight. So there you go. And one right. of them's pushing a nine. I do think Endgame is pushing a nine. It might be a nine. Well, on that note, allow us to end the podcast with this poem uh, written by Freddie Mercury. So, one man, one goal, one mission, one heart, one soul, just one sore loser, one flash of light, yeah, one god, one division. Thank you. Gimme, give gimme give fried chicken. Yeah. I can't believe we didn't get to. I can't believe we didn't get to argue about who the best performance was. <laughs> oh, we gave. We, look, it's look, it's it's between it's Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen. That's all that matters. Yeah. Cool. There we go. Fuck give it. Fuck it. Ending on a consistent Olsen. note. Whoa. <gasps>
Thank you for listening to Outer 10, or at least being in the vicinity of the device which happens to be playing it. If you've struggled through to the end, you've either skipped through the podcast, in which case, shame on you, or you actually enjoyed it somehow. If so, we'd love to hear your thoughts on lists we should make or reviews we should do for any film, TV show, album or game you want. Just make sure it's not boring. You can find us on Twitter at outer underscore one zero or send us an email to outer10podcast at gmail.com or one word. And all complaints may be sent to us via your nearest recycle bin. See you soon. <laughs>